Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. When you come to church, you should feel like you're in church. You should get offended. You should get convicted, right? And if you go to a church where you don't know you're in church, you should go to a different church, <laughs> right? Because it's weird. How many of you have ever been to a bar and thought, I didn't know I was in the bar? All these drunk people, you know, it's like, when you come to church, you should get the word of God. I have people that tell me they go to a church and their pastor reads out of some book, not the Bible. If you go to church, you should be getting the word of God and you should be offended and you should be convicted. Verse three. So Paul said, look, we're not diluting the word of God and we're not diluting it here, right? But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age is blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Now, what he's saying here is very important because it applies to our time. In other words, what he's saying is that for the person who's not received Jesus Christ as their Savior, they're spiritually blind. That's what Paul's saying in verse 4. They're blind. They can't see the truth about their sin. And if someone tells them there's no such thing as sin, well, they believe it because they're blind. They don't know. And the reason they don't understand, he says here, is because the God of this world, Satan, has blinded their eyes, right? Now, we know that Jesus said in John 12, 31, that the ruler of this world will be cast out. And we know that it's Satan. In Revelation 12, 9, it says, the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. So we know that there is this deception. So when you read about or you hear about just the idiotic things, uh, you know, that you read about all the time in society about teaching little elementary age kids that they're girls or boys when they're not or whatever weirdness, and you wonder why are they doing it? Well, the Bible says they're blind, right? And, uh, you know, when God created the earth, right, he turned it over to Adam and said, look, you can have dominion over the earth. And we know God said, don't eat of this tree. He ate and forfeited the earth over to Satan, and the Bible tells us that he's the God of this world now, and that, you know, Adam, you know, turned it over, and we know that Jesus is coming back, and he's going to redeem the earth, right? And he's going to redeem that title deed, but until then, Ephesians 2, 2 says, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, uh, uh, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So, when you see all this wicked stuff going on, the Bible says it's the, it's, the kingdom of darkness, right? And, it, and it's just teaching people things, and they're blind. They can't see. So when someone says, you know, whatever weird thing they say, I mean, you can't even keep up with the weirdness, right? I mean, I shared on last Wednesday about how in some city back east, they decided that you can only be married to six people at a time, not seven. And when you read that, and you think, what is wrong with these people? And if you have a Christian in your family who comes to this church, they should say to you, they're blind. <laughs> they're in darkness. They can't see the truth. They don't know up from down. They don't know a marriage from two to six or seven. I mean, I guess they think they know from six to seven, but I mean, they don't. <laughs> you know, they don't know what they're doing. And here's the thing. Uh, the Bible says in Matthew 6.10, Jesus said, 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we are living in a world that is controlled by the kingdom of darkness. And so when you see all this craziness, you need to be praying, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. I mean, it's logical to anybody who can think that doing drugs is bad for you. Now, here's some good news about our neighbors who are whacked out that uh, our states next door, like Oregon and Washington, that legalize drugs. Now I'm reading that they're saying uh, one of the cities, I think it was Bremerton, said that they had so many overdoses, 12 a day, that now they've decided that legalizing heroin and cocaine and meth is not good. But, yeah, anyway, right? But now they're like, hey, and, and now, good news, some of the cities that said we should get rid of all our police officers, crime is spiking, and now they're like, you know what, maybe we should hire some police officers. <laughs> yeah, right, but, but you just look at that, and it's so obvious to a person who's born again. Your eyes are open. You know the truth, right? You know that sin destroys people. You know that sexual immorality destroys people's lives, and we know all that stuff, but so many people who are blind, they don't see it. They think it's okay, right? And, and, and before I was a Christian, I thought it was okay. I used to tell people that doing drugs was good for you, right? Because I was blind. I lived in darkness. And, and here's the thing. What can we do to help people who are living in darkness? Can we tell them to vote for Trump? I mean, you could tell them that if you want, but is that going to bring them out of darkness? No. Can you tell them to vote for DeSantis? You can tell them that if you want. Is that going to bring them out of darkness? It doesn't matter if they vote for Biden or Trump or DeSantis. Now, it does matter for our country because one's going to ruin it and one's not. But, uh, but here's the thing. The only thing that's going to help them is you telling them about Jesus, right? That's what Paul's saying. And, and you know, Romans 10, 14 says this. How then will they call on him, Jesus, in whom they have not believed, right? So how can, how can people call on Jesus and how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? Now, the preacher doesn't mean the guy that stands up front at church. It's talking about somebody who proclaims the gospel of Jesus Christ. So how are all the people who are living in darkness ever going to hear about the truth unless somebody tells them, right? And who do you think that somebody is? It's you, <laughs> right, and me. Now, I'm, I'm trying my best, right? I mean, we're recording these sermons. We put them on TV, on Channel 2, uh, you know, CW on Channel 6, ABC, and we have it on the radio every day at 5.30 on whatever, 94.1, and we put it on Facebook and YouTube every week. But that, you know, I mean, I'm kind of tapped out. That's as much as, but here's the thing. I'm not going to go to your school or your place of work or your neighborhood or with your family members, and you know what? They're probably not going to watch me on TV because they probably know you go to church here and like, I'm not watching that crazy person. If you go there, you're crazy. He's crazy, right? I mean, but Somebody needs to tell them about Jesus, right? And we need to start praying. We're living in the end times, <clears throat> and you're just seeing how confused people are and how lost people are, and they need to hear about Jesus. And so you need to start praying about inviting people to church about, or, or getting involved in ministry, whatever it is. Verse 5, he says, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. So Paul is pointing people to Jesus, and only Jesus can give sal salvation. Only Jesus can open blinded eyes. And here at Calvary Chapel, we point people to Jesus, right? We don't point people to pastors, to me or Dennis or anybody else. I mean, we'll pray for you. We'll give you godly, you know, biblical advice. But, but really, we know the only thing that can change your life is Jesus. So we encourage everyone to put their hope and faith and trust in the Lord. <clears throat> in Hebrews 12, too, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, right? So here's the truth. People are going to disappoint you. People will let you down. 
but Jesus will never let you down. If you're married, your spouse is going to disappoint you. Some of you are like, is that a joke? That's not a joke, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, your parents are going to disappoint you. Your kids are going to disappoint you. People are going to let you down. <clears throat> but here's the deal. Jesus never lets you down. He tells you the truth about yourself. He's like, you're a sinner and you need saving. <laughs> and I've come to save you. And if you humble yourself and repent of your sin, I'll forgive your sin and I'll heal your heart and mind and I'll fill you with peace and love and joy. And you can't do that for yourself, right? And so, so important that you point you to, and, and really, the difference between having a personal res- relationship with Jesus and being a person who just religiously go to church is vast, right? You can go to church every Sunday and never accept Jesus and be a religious person who is, is still blind and living in darkness, right? And so it's important that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. So if you've never invited him into your life, you need to invite him in, and you need to begin to allow him to teach you and to work in your life. In verse 5, he goes on to say, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservant for Jesus' sake. So the word bondservant, you students of the Bible know it's doulos. It means bond slave. In Exodus 21, remember when uh, Israel, if someone got in debt, uh, you couldn't just get the president to give you a trillion dollars, right? Then if you got in debt and you couldn't pay for it, you had to pay for it somehow and you would become a bond slave. So you basically would become someone's butler, their servant, and then after six years, God said, you have to set them free, right? But at the end of that six years, if you decided, you know what, I like working for this guy, uh, I want to be his bond servant. I want to willfully be his servant. Uh, then they would drive a, a nail through your earlobe, your right earlobe, and then they would put an earring in it, and then you were a bond servant of your own free will. And so uh, Paul's saying, I, I want to be a bond servant for Jesus, right, the rest of my life. And being a bond servant is a matter of choice. Now, here's the thing that people don't understand everybody serves somebody. You either serve yourself or you serve the Lord. Here's the thing. Everybody serves somebody. And if you say, well, I don't serve anybody, well, then you're serving yourself (laughs) because that's what the flesh tells you. Your flesh tells you when you say, I don't serve anybody, that's the way you deceive yourself to serve yourself, right? So, uh, but he goes on to say in verse six, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, I love this in verse 7 because he talks about earthen vessels. There's treasure in earthen vessels. Now, when Paul talks about earthen vessels, he's talking about your human body. And an earthen vessel in those days was a clay pot. Now, you might think, what does a clay pot and your human body have to do with each other? Anybody know? Well, Genesis 2, 7, the Bible says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So it's interesting that the elements that are in dirt, in clay, are the same elements that make up our bodies. And, and so basically, when the Bible says that we are this earthen vessel, we're like a clay pot that God breathed life into, right? And, and so and when he says we're this earthen vessel with a treasure— what is the treasure? Well, the treasure is the knowledge of God, the knowledge of salvation through Jesus Christ, the gospel. And so God has put this treasure in our earthen vessels, in our hearts and minds, and, and, and he says in verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, I love this because <coughs> Paul 
is still talking about that ministry of the gospel, right? And he's saying that the power to open people's eyes who are blinded, the power to change their lives, to bring them out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, he says, it's not of us, right? And whatever ministry that you're involved with, teaching Sunday school or a small group or an usher or greeter or video ministry or whatever it is, uh, worship ministry, we should never take the credit for God working through us to bless other people because it's from God. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.